Hey, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, Effort of Community Church, it is great to have you back once again for our weekly podcast. Jim, it is great to be with you here Hi, today. Thanks for being on. Glad to be here, man. Uh, as you know, uh, Jim, we like to take time each week to unpack the uh, services from the week yeah. prior, kind of look ahead, kind of get a pulse on what is God doing, maybe pull out some fun stories that, that people from behind the scenes might not always hear. We actually talked about last week in one of our weekly meetings, uh, Chris Weber was the one who brought it up, I think, but we were all just amending it, which was, um, man, it'd be cool to really bring a lot more testimonies to this space, right? Because mm-hmm. we have the testimony videos each week. Um, but how cool would it be to be like, hey, here are five things that took place oh, this weekend right. that don't necessarily make a testimony video, but we can share them here. Here are testimonies coming mm-hmm. out of the weekend. Um, so God obviously did a lot of work. We had an incredible response after the service. Uh, Kevin's message was such a, um, a powerful vision statement to the church saying, here's where we're heading into as it relates to just the next season, what we're stepping into. So I personally appreciated um, not just the way Kevin brought the message or the way I experienced it personally, but a corporate response of, yes, let's go forward. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I want to invite you into the conversation, Jim. Yeah, I was. Um, I, I, hear what you have to say. I thought it was great. I mean, I, I, just a reminder, this was not planned. Kevin just called for a family meeting. Mm-hmm. If you notice, we even kept the bill of opportunity seldom knocked. You know, this oh, sure, sure. Became, and the message notes, that's the first that's time right. in Kevin's first career. First time Kevin hasn't done yeah. message <laughs> notes, right? So, uh, so first of all, we just got to pause there. Because Kevin very deliberately, and he repeated it at the congregational meeting in the afternoon, he goes, yeah. there are times when you have family talks. Yeah. And so right away, I could tell Kevin was going to go after something yeah. that God was doing. And I sensed him do two things. One, missionally where we're headed. Okay. We are going yep. to be a place of signs and wonders, and they will draw attention to the name of Jesus. Right. So that was clear. Mm-hmm. Um and by the way, that's no small thing to Kevin. He's not into signs and wonders for signs and wonders. Just for we can the sake talk of about it. that. Yeah, sure. But secondly, I heard Kevin, in a way, a good father at the dinner table sometimes. I mean, I was one of four boys, and occasionally my dad was a dad a few words, but you knew when he was letting you know, and you know what? I think we need to do a better part on our behalf of stepping towards something, yeah. being available. So sure. I think so many people responded Saturday and Sunday yeah. was partly even a response to agreeing with Kevin, like, I've got to do some action sure. that shows God I, yes to God. Now, yeah. people also came with things to pray for, but sure. I was just so blessed that people stepped out of their seats even yeah. before the ministry teams made yeah. it to the front. And, and, and more of a proactive engagement and, and not yeah. a passive engagement, yeah. right? So uh, rewind to the very beginning when yeah. Kevin starts talking about family meeting. I have a family meeting for us. Yeah. I'm curious about Rachel's experience because I... Misha told me right away, she was like anxious immediately. You know, it was just like the idea is just oh, like dad word. sitting me down at the table. Oh, I'm like, oh no, what is wrong? Right? Rachel so, has Rachel has Catholic levels of guilt, and she's not even. Was the she next nervous? Catholic. Was she anxious? Because oh. Misha was, and I was like, man, what's? Because you guys were sitting right in front of us. That's why I bring it up. And I'm looking over. I'm like, I wonder what's going on over there. You know, because Jim, you could just yeah. you're the happiest guy. Even yeah, if yeah, bombs are going off. You're just like, hey, isn't it great that we're together? Yeah, I know. You know? We're going to be together in this. <laughs> um, you know, 
I, uh, yeah, look, I even brought my World's Okayest Dad's Oh, yeah, so uh, we'll get there. I brought, yeah, no, let me do it now because I think I'll play into this. Okay, like, good. My theory is God has stuff covered, and you know, I was not the world's best dad, but I was okay. Sure. So th- my kids got me this just to yeah. signify, like, you know what? You could have been better, but you're okay. I feel that way, like when Kevin sits us down as a family and says, "Hey, we need to all chat." Sure. I'm kind of like, yeah, cool. Yeah. What, what, what are we, we going to grow about? in? What are we going to do here now? Um, Man, so Michelle yeah, was... I would say Rachel was probably a little more like, "What did I do?" Yeah. What's wrong? What are you about to tell us? I'm nervous. Misha was totally. It was beautiful, and it was fun to sit beside her because she was like, "I'm really nervous right now," <laughs> anyway. Um, because uh, anyway, I found myself reflecting on like, you know, we. You could go into this like, we got great news. God's doing awesome things. Let me tell you what's going to happen. You know, but it was just totally like, we need, I'm going to sit you down and we're going to have a conversation. And it's just like, I just love Kevin. I just love the yeah. gifts, the strengths, was, and, yeah. and what he brings. Uh, and I, I do want to say this. The, well, I want to say everything that I'm saying, of course. I never say things that I don't want to say. <laughs> I get Jim, where you're at it. <laughs> you know? uh, but the, the degree of, um, uh, the authority, obviously, he's the lead pastor over the church, and so what he's speaking is coming from this position of authority. Um, but the response of everyone to to go there, mm-hmm. we're going together, right. um, which we already said at the beginning. I thought it was amazing. I did uh, too. Were there any specific points you want to draw out of the yeah, message? Yeah, I want to talk about his thing, ditch digging. I mean, okay. I've never seen such a fun title um, okay. from Kevin like that, like ditch digging, like so many ways. And then yeah. to only mention it barely at the end, yeah. um, it was like a Jim Ehrman sermon where okay, he's like, right. oh, yeah, I remember I was going to say something at the beginning. You had that one title oh, yeah, with the t- misspelling, take steps, take steps. Take Take, take one steps. steps. That's what it was. Yeah, and I didn't explain you it didn't, on Saturday night. Or even Sunday. Someone got in touch with me. I did on You Sunday. did a half-hearted job of doing like it on Kevin's ditch-ditching. <laughs> I went home and looked up the story because okay. I wrote the discussion notes for Connect Group. And what an amazing story, right? So three kings, Israel, Edom, and I forget the third one, but they had teamed up. They're about to be attacked. Their warriors are exhausted in the wilderness, and God sends them a word of the Lord dig ditches. Mm-hmm. And you would have to sit and say, okay, we're already thirsty. The, the scriptures already yeah. say they're running low on supplies. Mm-hmm. And you're going to make us do something uncomfortable. Yeah, exert more. Exert more energy, yeah. right? Yeah. And then we know this, that God sends a torrent, and because they drew ditches, it actually fed them later, mm-hmm. right? I mean, excuse me, yeah. it watered, they gave them their water needs later. You know, I think Kevin was, um, I think it was a the admonition to like, hey, I need you to dig ditches, you're right. Part of us could sit and say like, what I do wrong? Sure. Or, Are you sure? What, what's even a ditch, right? What, like, yeah. what do you mean a dig a ditch? Right? Um, but I do believe it does have that prophetic edge word to it, right. the apostolic prophetic, I like to call sure. it sometimes. It's like, hey, something's coming. Mm-hmm. Start to build ditches now so that we have enough for ourselves and for others to give away. And that's mm-hmm. what I heard in it. And so mm-hmm. I, that was what I would highlight from the weekend was I walked away personally as one of the staff pastors going, God, what ditches do you want me to start building now to mm-hmm. be able to capture some of what you're doing so yeah. I can be free with it and give it give it away later? So it's a little bit of what was taking place in me. Right. So metaphorically, it would be appropriate then just for the sake of maybe capturing it generally speaking, would be the whole point of bringing up ditch digging, ditch digging was would be to say, God is going to pour out something. He's going to rain, mm-hmm. right? And it'll be a blessing on everyone when he does, but we want to be able to receive and hold on to um, what he pours out so that it lasts mm-hmm. and it has a length of, of, of uh, experience or breakthrough or blessing for the land. Um, and God's inviting us to say, dig 
ditches, which maybe speaks more to like what kind of preparation needs to be taking place. Yeah, and I think that's where I that's what I drew from it. Whereas, right. okay. whereas you heard me just say, "Man, I want to capture whatever God does and be able to give it away." But I think there's also I think there was a little bit more of a an admonition in the word, hmm. at least from the Holy Spirit to me. I'm not saying Kevin was after this, but the Holy Spirit, the way the Holy Spirit used it in my life was, man, I need you to kick up some of your disciplines, or mm-hmm. maybe the rains won't be as hard. Like, in other words, I, I equated it to the widow who was told to go collect jars, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there was oil in the jars to right. the proportion she went and collected yeah, exactly. jars. Every jar she collected was filled up, was filled. and it ceased when they filled them all up. Exactly, and yeah. I want to sit and, and, and combine those two things in my heart um, and say, Lord, I want to know what 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 quote disciplines do you need in me sure. in this season to be able to prepare? Because the story about the digging the ditches is it's a discipline to go dig a ditch when you're already exhausted and tired, and those ditches aren't being dug for fortifications or something. Right. You're, di- you're digging them for something you can't yet even know what's going to go on. Right. I want to be available to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I... I have to also say that from the congregational point of view, when he's saying digging ditches, it's relating to the the call, which was we're not going to be passive anymore. We're going to be active. And so that would um, – you know, I'm thinking about a person who's not necessarily on staff or, or isn't necessarily in, responsible to help create an infrastructure mm-hmm. where it, you can very clearly tie the metaphor. What I'm doing right now is a ditch that we're digging, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're all being invited into, the ditch that we're digging is one of availability maybe or I one of expectation. Yep. You'll find me believing yep. Jesus That's is going to exactly. do what he's going to do. And, and um, if God would – it's almost like the ditch that we as a congregation can do together regardless of how long you've been a part of this body or what to what extent you serve in the body. We can all show up with expectation, mm-hmm. faith, and response. Yep, and we're here for it. And here's another little thing I heard in the word. Um, Kevin did that that humility thing at the end, where he's like, "Hay, right. I just want to be an ordinary guy." I world's mean, okayest pastor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. World, he's going to be the world's okayest pastor. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, no, that's my title. Um, <laughs> above average, slightly. Yeah. Um, but I I also heard in it this idea that. Let's all dig ditches so that when the Spirit pours out here, we're all giving mm-hmm. away to everyone who comes mm-hmm. to this place. Because um, if the name of Jesus is on this, there's something attractional, right? People are going to find this place. Right. Because the fragrance, sticking with our metaphor, the living water yeah. will be here. And I don't think we want it to be just about Kevin up front mm-hmm. or an occasional visit from someone like a dear friend like Randy Clark. Sure. Um, I think uh, there's another word in it. I need you all to be di- digging ditches because you're all going to be giving away out of it right. once it happens. And we all have a reservoir to hold um, what God is doing, which means each individual can receive something from, something from the Lord in which they can give away to another person. Um, and it gets back to that word you had a couple of weeks ago that I echoed, then Kevin echoed. I think that Kevin right. gave credit to me, which made me happy rather than to you. Yeah, of course. But all that to say, that word about Joshua and Caleb, of course they were righteous, but they could. there's one thing they couldn't do in their yeah. individual righteousness and in their individual vision, in their individual faith in God, yeah. and that was to take the promised land. Yeah. And so I do believe that I also heard in Kevin's message a re-invitation like, 
let's all do this together mm-hmm. and see if the Lord comes and fills the ditches we yeah. build. And so that's why I was thrilled when I think 50 to 60 people responded on Sunday. Yeah. I easily saw 20 to 25 yeah. on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. These were people that, at least few that I had a chance to pray with, of course they came with things they wanted to meet God in, but it was also a yes to God. Right. And that gets me excited. That's yeah. a community anointing that we want to see happen, yeah. not just individual anointings. Yeah, and I think it will perpetuate a greater measure, you know, faith in the room um, where then God just moves powerfully, you know, and, and it, actually another passage it reminds me of, I think it's in Mark chapter 6, <clears throat> when Jesus, uh, he's going into his hometown and they're like, who's this guy? Isn't this Mary's son, Joseph's son, yeah. you know, the carpenter? Um, and he marveled, he said, you know, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown. But Mark's gospel, it says, and he was only able to do a few miracles there because of the unbelief. And what it reminds me of is like, you know what, if, if there's a, a number of individuals that have the right faith, you'll have a number of individuals that experience breakthrough. Mm-hmm. There's a couple people that know how to approach God and receive from his hand. And yet the broad brush um, label or experience that Jesus uh, had to describe them was he marveled at their unbelief. And it was a corporate marveling. It was a corporate unbelief, although a few people were able to draw from God, if that makes sense. Yeah. So to me, I'm thinking, man, what does it look like for a corporate label of a faith that's present? You know, yeah. he marveled at the individuals in the Gospels. Oh, man, you have incredible faith. And I'm like, I, I can get really passionate and excited uh, when, I, when I just pause and just think dream about, man, the corporate faith that says, let's press in for more of God. And when I see that, like I did this weekend, and like we do week in and week out, like it is, I, and I've said this before, and I'm so thankful, like, um, we're, we're really, um, we've become familiar with things that are significant. Yeah. Um, it's like, you don't realize how significant it is when you realize, like, it's not normal, you know, uh, with a congregation of people that are just here for it. And we're seeing healings each and every week. And people are experiencing, we have what's over 800 people now taking one step, specific mm-hmm. steps to engage their faith with the Lord. Our baptism services, I remember there was one where we had 50 people baptized in total. I think over 20 of them were 20, spontaneous. 20 plus, yeah. um, and after the service was over, we're up in the cafe or in the playground. I'm talking to a parent. We're like, oh, so what are you up to today? Oh, the football game or whatever. And I'm just like, hold a second. Like, isn't this incredible? Like, this is normal life. Mm-hmm. This church, ex- not church experience, but the, the power of God on clear display and people are growing and new lives being changed and bodies being healed. Um, and, and yet it's just like we can just, and not in a bad way, but move right along. That's right. And so I think we've become nose blind. It's just, it's, it's familiar territory. Oh, yeah, this is normal. And I say all that to say um, we're stepping into a greater measure, and I think Kevin's call is right in that it's saying we have to actively engage the next level. It might be uncomfortable. Exactly. And that's, I think you're there. I think it gets back <clears throat> to what Kevin, and you and I were chatting about this earlier, this whole passage in Matthew 11 there where this, the, the violent are seizing by mm-hmm. force, right? Um, I... I, I I feel in myself, I want to be one who seizes more for the kingdom of God. Sure. And so even, you're right, I want a certain level of normalcy in the moves of the Spirit in our midst, because mm-hmm. the Spirit is in our midst. 
but there's a part of me that wants it for the sake of more territory. I want to see darkness get mm-hmm. driven back further. I don't know why right now. I just I just want back some of the real estate sure. um, uh, that the kingdom of darkness has has, has put um, has squatted on. You yeah. know, the same way this annexation took place in the national media, where mm-hmm. one country just all of a sudden declares it has a new space, mm-hmm. and you're just like, no, no, no. I want I want the kingdom of God go into the space that the kingdom of darkness has claimed mm-hmm. and say no. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so that's what I'm, uh, uh, I, want, I want to be naturally supernatural, but I want to also recon- recognize we're in a supernatural realm where mm-hmm. we have to keep taking space in. Yeah, and, um, and, and the space is there to be taken. You know, the kingdom of heaven yeah. is there to be apprehended. He gave us the keys, right? Um, <laughs> and there's, I think, you know, John, G- Okay, get my name straight. Kevin mentioned it this past weekend about John the Baptist saying, are you the one who's to come? Mm-hmm. And Jesus' defense was, open your eyes and observe the works of the kingdom around you. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's a, it's not just a John the Baptist person asking the question. There's a culture of people where the church is proclaiming, we have the answer to anxiety, depression, uh, the physical ailments that, 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 that come against people's bodies, like... Is this church for real, or should we wait for another option? Should yeah. we wait for another drug to come out on the market? Should we wait for some political decision? And I'm thinking, man, wouldn't it be? Isn't it just like the way the church ought to be operating, where we stand in this place and say, "Open your eyes and look around." Healing yeah. for depression is is around, is around you. Mm-hmm. Um, healing for these areas are around you. You do not have to look for another option, be it political, medical, or otherwise. Um, the the power of the kingdom of heaven to uh, set free to heal, to deliver, and to bring people into peace uh, is present in, in operation. Um, and and I, I, we see it and we observe it, and it's increasing. Um, and, That's right. And I'm excited about it. At one level, I think it's ours to say yes to, and another level to say, Lord, teach us what it means to seize. Yeah, what right. it means to, to dig seize. ditches, yep. to become prepared. That's right. I don't like that <laughs> title. Every time I go into that, very, very aware of what I'm trying to say. Dig ditches. That's right. We are going to dig ditches. Yes. And so anyway, we welcome you. We invite you to be a part of that with us. We do believe that this weekend with the upcoming baptism, you talk about people who are putting a stake in the ground yes. or like a, a believing for something yeah. on there. Uh, we just want to say yay to you who mm-hmm. are going to be a part of that. Please come and celebrate that with us, whether it's mm-hmm. online or in person. We'd love to have you. Any yeah. other thoughts, good man? No, I appreciate the conversation's always fun. Love it the congregation. Is. Love what God's doing. Me too. Happy day. Be well, people. Have a great week. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us by visiting effortacommunitychurch.com. Community